the care that he shows for his staff because, um, I don't know if I can even say this without crying. Um, From the Texas Veterinary Medical Association in Austin, Texas, this is Veterinary Vitals, a podcast that focuses on current news in the Texas veterinary profession. I'm your host, Audrea Wood. we hear from TVMA staff about the executive director, Chris Copeland's retirement in just two months. Having been at TVMA for over two decades, it's easy to understand the close relationships that Chris has formed with staff. When I went around the office asking my colleagues how they felt about Chris's departure, there were several with tears in their eyes, remembering all the years of conversations, meetings, and events with him. Chris Copeland isn't just a boss to most people. He's family, and people had a lot to say. Describe Chris in three words. Okay, I thought about this. So three words for Chris. Compassionate, thoughtful, and curious. He's very honest, he's fair, and he's super witty. Compassionate, always uh, interested in uh, learning more about you. Definitely curious. World's biggest introvert. Gentle, kind, and caring. See, I would say that Chris is conscientious, inspiring, and patient. I think the three words that best describe Chris are dedicated, kind, and thoughtful. Goodness sakes. There's so much. <laughs> Uh, He's very personable and likable. There were times over the years that Chris surprised us. I feel like uh, as as I started working at TVMA, um, I was surprised by Chris. In the things that he did that are well beyond the description of the job, uh, you might see him on a tall ladder on top of a desk or a table, changing the light bulbs in the very high ceiling, or vacuuming out bugs out of a weird corner. Uh, It's just how he goes way above and beyond in service. It really surprised me when I found out that he harvested bees, even though he was severely allergic to them. I always appreciated the honey that he brought into the office from that venture. He surprised me when he announced his retirement, for sure. I thought we had a few more years with him. I thought that I would leave before Chris would. There were also plenty of funny memories. A funny memory I have with Chris um, is that he would use a pine scent in his office, like an air freshener, and it would smell like the woods right side outside of his office, which just made me think that he was just more anxious to get to Colorado, which was not the case, but um, it was just a a funny thing to to associate with him. And there was another time um, that I had to uh, kill a roach inside the office in the kitchen area. 
and he had gone out to lunch and when he came back he noticed the, the freshener smell and was commenting on it and how nice and pleasant it was and I was just laughing so hard because the freshener scent came from the roach spray that I used to completely drown this cockroach. Um, so as we all know, Chris does not like attention on himself. Doesn't like to get a lot of attention. Every year at the auction, it became a thing where Dr. Teller would come up to me and say, I'll give you X amount of dollars for the foundation if you get Chris to do X, X, Y, Z. That was the year that we started our themes for President's celebration. They wanted the Queen of Hearts that year. and. So everything was around Mad Hatter and Queen of Hearts and of course the caterpillar was a big part of that story and, and we had, we had uh, rented the costume from uh, Lucy in Disguise here in Austin. And so she told me that I'll give you, you know, I'll give the foundation a thousand dollars if you get Chris to wear the caterpillar costume. Dr. Teller uh, decided that this would be a it would be a good idea and a way to raise money for the foundation to get Chris to wear that outfit through and walk through the the event. And so I went and asked Chris and he gave me a look that said maybe a certain word that I won't repeat here on here. Um, and so eventually the donation got up to $6,000 because Dr. Teller had gotten other veterinarians to um, join the pool. And so when I told him that, I said, okay, it's up to $6,000, you have to do it now. And he gave me one of his looks and uh, put on the costume and uh, went so fast through the ballroom, I'm not even sure he actually did it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it, it was, I don't know, it, it just, it, it, he was so uncomfortable, his face just did not reflect any kind of happiness whatsoever as he ran through the room with this green caterpillar outfit on with these little arms sticking out and it was just the most one of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life yeah caterpillar streaky That's hilarious. yeah <laughs> and i and i have the photo to prove it so i do know what happened it is a blur actually yeah elizabeth was the one that was able to get the photo and it literally is the streak. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah it was just, it was painful. He was, <laughs> that, that moment he was in dire pain uh, of embarrassment. <laughs> An extremely funny moment and not for him, but for the rest of us. <laughs> and you know, he was a good sport about it. and. And that, that his face will never, I can never erase what his face looked like in, out of my mind. I feel like, so at the, um, at Swives last September, um, we were, the, we were in a meeting that was early in the morning and he showed up and he had a, he had a honey bun, like the kind you get from a gas station. Like we had a beautiful laid out breakfast with, you know, eggs and bacon and all the stuff. And he was eating a nasty honey bun. And he said, yeah, I bought a box of these last night and I've eaten four already. <laughs> so just the way that he's able to sustain a healthy life on absolute garbage food, uh, it just, it, I don't know if that's funny, it's kind of frightening, but um, 
It's a surprising thing about Chris. Yeah, yeah, and he eats chili from Wendy's for lunch most days. And he'll buy several and put it in the freezer. I always laugh when I think of how simple his tasting cuisine is. He can have anything he wants brought in or delivered to the office, and yet he chooses to bring in containers of Wendy's chili almost every day. At our recent staff lunch, brought in from a nice seafood restaurant, we made a special trip to accommodate him with burgers and fries. And there were funny questions. Um, if I had to choose an animal that he would be, I think I would choose an owl um, because they're, they're quiet, they're very observant, and um, because of that, they you know, have this sort of sense of wisdom in that they take all the information in, process it, and then you know, make a wise decision with that information. Kind of makes me think of, you know, when you would see, um, you know, a duck on the water where they look like they're just serenely floating or gliding along and yet underneath their feet are just paddling furiously. With an owl, it just has that outward appearance of just kind of looking around. Um, but I think on the inside, the brain is just turning away with the information to come up with what's the best solution. I feel like he might be a combination of some animals, like uh, some kind of bird where he's just high above, kind of observing what's going on. But then, you know, he'd also be a fox because, you know, those are real sly. And so maybe he's like hiding in the bushes waiting to pounce. Oh my gosh, I got to say one of his French bulldogs. When I think of Chris, I think of elk, but mainly because that's one thing he loves to photograph. There are a lot of photographs that he's taken of elk. Um, but I think that's, that's pretty fair. He's elusive a little bit. I think I'd say coyote. Coyote, they are actually pretty solitary animals. They do have their little packs sometimes, and Chris has you know, he does have his little group that he trusts, but they tend to be kind of solitary. They're definitely shy. I think a koala bear because they're cute. And Chris has always had the baby face. <laughs> he always has had this youthful baby face. And koala bears, I don't care if they're like a baby or they're old, they're cute. <laughs> And they don't seem to be in a hurry about anything, and they're kind of laid back. So, I mean, that, that reminds me of Chris. Which animal? Well, this is an easy one. It would have to be the French Bulldog. Fun, good-natured, loyal, and very personable, welcoming everyone. But at the core of it all is a love for Chris from heartwarming memories. One time, Chris and I took a trip to, I think it was Abilene, and um, man, it was the greatest road trip ever. He, I mean, the whole way there, he told me stories and really gave me the download on just a lot of history on TVMA, and um, meanwhile, he's playing some really great tunes, and it was just super fun to, to get to spend that time with him. This past fall, when my mom got sick, um, Chris was really, um, he was really supportive and it was just, it was so, you know, like immediately when I, I needed some time to spend with my family right away, he was, he was supportive and he said, yes, you do what you need to do, take care of your family. And that was, that meant a lot to me. That was really great.
We went out to his ranch one time, and I think my youngest daughter was with us, and Chris uh, let my youngest daughter drive uh, one of his uh, ATV little doohickeys, and and uh, she was just delighted. And he, you know, it was almost like he he was playing a kind of the big brother daddy role of teaching her kind of how how to go and where to go and what to avoid and. And that was just such a, a sweet uh, visual for me, you know. It's just like we—I mean, that we were real, we're really family. I saw Chris, you know, kind of in a different light. It wasn't in the office setting; it was in his own environment, and um, where he is most comfortable, I think. I remember the first time I came in to see Chris up on a ladder changing light bulbs. I love that he has a boots on the ground attitude in regards to building issues, including insect control, heat and AC issues, and even hauling in jugs for the water cooler. Um, I think a time when I had made a really major error um, and had greatly upset him, rightfully so, and when we addressed it, or he addressed it appropriately, called me on it, we discussed it, I apologized, um, and then it was like the door was closed, it was gone, it was done, um, you know, we were able to move forward, there was no, there was no guilt, there was no drama, there was no additional, you know, um, negativity associated with that at all. Um, and that was just such a, an enlightening um, approach uh, to that kind of a situation. The fondest memories for me is, is how, much he, how much he really cares about animals. His true passion you know, for animals and he really cares, I mean he deeply cares about animals. You know? And I think that for me, when he brings his animals the way he, he cares for them, like if, if you know, one of his Ginsbach um, has you know a calf or something and it's not doing well. I mean he, Kelly and, and him will you know stay up all night or to feed it to do things you know or a goat even it's just a little goat that you know might not make it and they know they're gonna make it. He still puts the effort in and I think that's I think that pretty much defines Chris too overall and how he you know um, empathizes for the other people and stuff. Just what he did for me when my mother was in the hospital. And um, it was so unexpected and that, you know, she was diagnosed with cancer and it was just no questions asked. He said, go be with your family and just keep me informed. And um, I think I'll be forever great. I will. I know I'll be forever grateful for that because if he... Um, I was able to tell my mom goodbye, you know, and um, I don't think that there, or you can't say that about every employer, that, you know, you go through something like that and it's, you know, no questions asked, go be with your family. And so, and to this day, I still remember when I called him on my way home and told him that I said goodbye to her. and. And he, you know, I could tell that he teared up as well. And so um, that's when I think about Chris, that's what I think about is um, giving me that um, and being able to say goodbye to my mom and be with my family. Oh, my.
my gosh, he's just the best. The best. I could cry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want him to leave. Ultimately, Chris was a great boss to all of us. His fairness, um, his willingness to, um, well, his open door policy, um, willingness to, you know, do his best to listen to all sides of the argument and um, try to be as fair as possible. Um, I think to me what really stands out about Chris is that he is always, he's very considerate about what is going to work best for the staff or make our, make the staff either mo most comfortable, um, safest option for us in these crazy times of COVID, um, even if it's something that he's uncomfortable with. So even if there's something that Chris is uncomfortable with, he's willing to consider it if he th and he's willing to go forward with it if he thinks it's the best option. And I think that really speaks a lot about his character. Um, what makes him a great boss to me is that whenever I would talk with him about something that I could tell he was very carefully listening to what I was saying, processing it, and then providing direct and helpful input. Um, made him a very good mentor, uh, in my opinion. Chris has always been available to help me think through solutions for difficult situations. He has an impeccable sense of fairness and a deep appreciation for everyone on staff. Also, I appreciate how well-read Chris is. His long commute to and from the office provided him lots of time to read audiobooks. I discovered we had similar tastes in nonfiction books, and we would often clue each other in and discuss the great books that we had discovered. No matter how busy Chris is, he will always stop to help us if we need it. Just simply because he has an open door, he has always had an open door policy. I mean, if you really just needed to come in there and talk, even if it wasn't work related, uh, you could go in there and talk and, and uh, vent or whatever you needed to do. I very rarely have ever seen, it maybe, I can count it on one hand, how many times I've seen Chris mad. So, I mean, he's a very even-tempered individual that really thinks before he acts. He was never one to give orders to really anyone, suggestions, but he was always, if you have time and wanted, you know, could help me do this, I don't know how many times I asked him if I could help him do things, like make copies, or do, and he always wanted to do everything himself. Him dealing with somebody um, as creative, I'm not saying I'm the most creative, but dealing with a creative person, and my energy too, even because his energy is way opposite of mine. So him dealing with that, and also being um, open to um, a lot, you know, having creative discussions that I, I miss um, having, you know, when I was in school, you know, you know, anytime I needed uh, any resources uh, like computer or camera, or whatever, he always backed that up or, you know, um, I never felt like I was missing on equipment or stuff that, I, that would hinder me not doing my job and stuff, you know, so. Chris has never responded to anything I've said in a negative way. Like, 
you know, I've, I've told him, Chris, I, I think I screwed up, and he, he says, it's okay, we'll fix it, or, you know, it's not that big a deal, so uh, everything just seems to roll right off of his back, and he, he's always thinking, and he's always thinking of ways to, to make things better. Um, he's always supported staff. Um, he supports me. I mean, I feel like I could tell him or ask him anything at all, and he would give me a great answer. We're all very happy for Chris and his wife Kelly to start this new phase of their lives. It's hard to let someone go who has meant so much to all of us, but we wish them the best on their new life in Colorado. TVMA will be welcoming the new executive director soon, so keep an eye out for an announcement. A few quick announcements. TVMA Annual Conference is coming up March 4th through 6th, 2022 at the Kalahari Resort in Round Rock, Texas. Please register online at tvma.org and secure your rooms in our hotel block. And TVMA has a new mobile app. View and renew your membership, purchase items from the store, and interact with your committees, all from your mobile device. Go to the App Store and search TVMA Member App to get started. Lastly, if you have any topics you would like covered on this podcast or would like to nominate a guest, please email me at awood at tvma.org. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a colleague and rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. A like, a share, a retweet, these are all great ways that you can support TVMA that won't cost you a dime. I'm your host, Audrea Wood. Thanks for listening.